0: All right, everybody, welcome to a very special edition of the show today, and this is going to be sort of a different direction in which the show's, or my show is going. Um, We're going to be discussing sort of the reaction to the announcement about season 39 and some other news within the challenge world, but I've got a special guest joining me today, and he's a guest who's been very supportive of mine he's had me on his show a couple times he's the host of his own podcast called Jake's Take with Jacob Eliashar he is Mr. Jacob Eliashar how you doing sir
1: Mike it's a privilege to be here I never I am so proud of all your endeavors I you are considered an honorary little brother in my podcasting community in in my podcasting world and I'm very so proud of your growth and thank you so much for having me on your show
0: Jacob, it is an honor. Um, you know, you've basically, since my inception, have been so, you know, supportive. Um, three years ago is when we, you know, first met, obviously. And I remember when you first initially reached out to want me to to want have me on your show. I was almost, in a way, sort of, unex- like, it was unexpected for me. Because you were the very first, like, podcast that I went on that wasn't my own. And so, like, when that first initially happened, I was... Well, one, I was flattered and two, I, it, it came as like such a surprise that anybody would want to, you know, speak to me. So I'll never forget, you know, you giving me that first opportunity and meant a lot to me. But um, now that we're here, um, Jacob, I want you to talk to me a little bit about yourself because, um, you know, I obviously know a lot about you. I know that you have a you know, big passion for music. I know you cover America's Got Talent a lot as well. Um can you talk to me a little bit about the inception with your journey into getting into entertainment and journalism?
1: All righty, it all started when I was a young kid, actually, and waking up to the Today Show and seeing Katie Couric and Matt Lauer, and also the when I was when I was home ill, I got to see the shows like Live with Regis and Kelly and Live with Regis and Kathy Lee and the Rosie O'Donnell Show and Oprah. So having those people. And then going and also the evening shows such as uh, Peter Jennings and Tom Brokaw and Dan Rather. So having those people and in my life so early on, that was in, it, that's important for me. And in my and I wanted to either work for them or be like them or have a show like them. And that's why I went to journalism school. I went to the University of Colorado Boulder at from twenty seven two 2011. But the time I graduated. It was the height of the Great Recession, and you couldn't find a broadcasting job or a journalism job. It was like finding a diamond needle in, a golden, in the field of golden haystacks. So I decided to start jigs my blog, and it slowly grew. And then I started to talk with a friend of mine who I went to see you and was actually part of the sing-off, me show, the sing-off. And then that led to interviews. And I never thought that I would have to be on the line with two dozen reporters talking with Cindy Lopper or Dolly Parton or Kenny Ro- or Kenny Rogers or going one-on-one with someone like a Gordon, L- the late Gordon Lightfoot, or Tanya Tucker, who always always said, Miss Tucker, she's like, call me Tanya, honey. And then I'm talking with Louis VM Stel and, Maxim and it, that led to my and I decided I want to bring my list, transform my listeners into my readers into listeners. But that's how I started with the podcast. And Coming on, starting November twenty twenty three, it's our fourth anniversary. It's it all started with a podcast with Brett Walgamont, one of the who will always remain one of the best reality TV commentators who took a risk with me, and this blossomed into a podcast which is nearly close to eight thousand total audio downloads, and I'm very grateful for that, and near almost two hundred subscribers on YouTube. So I'm very wow. grateful for all the journey and. One of the best parts about it is beating people and having and building relationships with fellow podcasters like you, like Drew Angelman of Angel Cake Entertainment, like, Dil, like Dylan, the children Dylan, and not to mention Paige of most likely two podcasts. And of course, I got to get my, get like the older brothers of my, the older brothers and uncle figures of my podcasting. Rob Cessarino of Rob has a podcast and Scott Yeager of, and Derek Kaczynski of Challenge Mania. Because all of them have played, it's Josh Skinner of Joan and the Whale. All of them have played a role in my development as a podcast host. And I want to say, thank, without, that, without being able to have a podcast and be able to do this, I don't know people like you. And I'm very grateful that we have become friends.
0: That's greatly put, Jacob. So this entire journey, you've essentially been under your own sort of... Um, work then basically like you've been totally working for yourself then in a sense you've been freelancing
1: yes i freelance for comic book resources i've reached when it was and also the examiner.com before it became defunct so from 2011 to 2016 and also working with tech times and and NStars and music times so i had i had violence over there so I'm very grateful that people took a chance on me and my writing styles. I'm always a storyteller, and I will always be a storyteller.
0: So, you, have you noticed that about yourself since you've been young? Is that you were really into storytelling and creative creativity?
1: Absolutely, I wrote everything for Power Rangers, Secret Wars, up into a uh, universe colliding. D- Disney meets Marvel, meets Star Wars, meets Once Upon a Time, meets. DC, Harry Potter. There would be too many copyrights for me to that I would lose, and if I published that story. But I always loved get, gathering lists of people, lists of characters, casting my own shows, telling my own stories. And useful. And now, as an adult, using brand steel to say to pick up the ultimate reality show. If I had my pick from every season of every show, from Survivor and Big Brother and a Challenge to Dancing with the Stars and American Ninja Warrior. And to do that, and American Idol. So I've always been creative. We've always tried to find a side to produce or to tell stories.
0: I love that. And Jacob, I mean, I'd be remiss to not ask since that's one of the main reasons why we're here right now. I have to ask because we obviously just addressed that you're a big America's Got Talent fan. So you know, if anybody wants to go find out more about that on Jake's podcast, you can. However, I must ask you since. Like I said, one of the main reasons why we're here right now is the challenge. What What was your first recollection to uh, you know discovering the challenge?
1: I gotta give a huge shout out to Polly Calfiere and Davon Rogers and Natalie McGrady because they brought me to the challenge. I was like, they were amazing on their seasons of Big Brother, and I wanted to see what this challenge was all about. And I think Final Reckoning was my first full season. So I was introduced to Ashley and to Hunter and to Bananas and Tony and in Brad. But then I think the biggest kicker was the biggest World War, was World, War World of Worlds One, when you had West representing Kansas City. And I admired Wes for a far because of what he's done. He's gone from reality TV star to now businessman. And now he has his, and the blocks, he's done amazing work with nonprofits with for-profits. So I'm very grateful to see him grow. So World of Worlds number one was my first full season that I was invested into the challenge. And seeing all those characters, I'm like, wow, this can really work.
0: Yeah, I, I'd say that you and I have definitely had different paths up then from uh, watching, because I was actually, um, I was actually indoctrinated into it when I was like much young. Um, and, my first recollection actually came like long before they had introduced CBS and other shows. I was when I was first watching was exclusively Real World and Road Rules. But um, that's not a bad error for you to come up in because the show at that point, although it had just introduced CBS people, I feel like it still had the magic. Um, and I think that I could I could attribute that to the cast members from CBS that they had gotten on, like the Paulies, Davon, Natalie. They really felt like more seamless transitions into the challenge where you wouldn't even notice if they were from uh, a different network. Because at that point, it was just MTV people, but they fit in so seamlessly that it almost didn't even make a difference what show they were from. So the show still had like the same... Magic that it was brought up in. So you came in at not a bad time.
1: I agree completely. And, like, to see people, like, I never thought I'd be rooting for a turf. I never thought that I would be I would be seeing Jay Serrett, one of my generation's top Survivor players from the 30s, come on and actually be able to help to personally take out a legend. And not to mention, personally... Mastermind, two Legends elimination two Champions eliminations. So I got to say, I'm very grateful I came up at the right time. But however, what I've been noticing for the past couple of years is that that magic is slowly disappearing.
0: Yeah, um, I'd have to agree with you there. And I think that it's we're in a time period now where the challenge is pretty polarizing as just a genre. It's doing quite well in terms of notoriety, but I definitely see a lot of discourse online between fans. Some either really love the direction and then others are not fond of the direction at all. Um, And I think that could just be attributed to the times changing. I think that they have definitely taken a conscious effort to want to make the show feel like more of a sport than a reality show. And this is coming from somebody who, you know, I'm a really big wrestling fan and I'm a really big um, NFL football fan. Um, I enjoy my sport, but for me, when I draw the line between sport and reality, I come to the challenge because I want to see the personalities and how they adapt to certain situations. Don't get me wrong. I love the game element to it as well. Don't get me wrong, but I think it boils down to me why, like, the why for me isn't quite there where it once was. Like, the why do I want to watch someone accomplish something? Why do I want somebody to win something? Whereas I feel like right now, the why for me is a little lacking because I don't have as much emotional investment into the current cast members that are currently on the show today.
1: I gotta agree with you on that because the thing is... These people, when I was, not just your podcast interviews, but also Drew Angelman and Challenge Mania, who've done a phenomenal job bringing us information from people and legends beforehand. That's the reason why I brought you on originally for my podcast, because you were able to talk with a lot of people who are legends. And I admire that about you. And learning the learning their origin stories, I'm like, okay, this guy, these now I even know why they're so great, why they're so popular. And also that Mer- that BNP and I respect them for creating a challenge has done a, has done a, not a lot to respect their roots and to show their roots. I think they're doing it with All Stars, which I'm grateful for. But however, I rather to be quite, quite frank, I wish All Stars four was coming instead of 39.
0: Yeah, it kind of feels like a little bit of a carrot being dangled over us at the moment. With uh, you know All Stars four, there's um. No announcement as of right now as to you know when that is. However, as uh, anybody who's paid attention in the past, pretty much all this year, as a matter of fact, um, would know that that's the worst kept secret within the fandom right now because everybody knows it's coming. Usually in years past, it's one of those things you know pe- some people might know because you know you pay attention to spoilers, and others might not. But at this point, it seems like everybody is uh, pretty much under the assumption that there's an all-star sports coming. It's just a matter of when. So ideally we'd like to see that sooner than later.
1: And people who are allegedly on the cast have been really pushing it really hard.
0: Oh yeah. At which, you know, and that's probably as far as you and I can take it because for, the, I think for those that don't know the cast, um, I, w- I would, I uh, would hate to see them spoiled. So, you know, I, my lips are sealed for the remainder of this episode.
1: My lips are. I'm gonna to try to make sure to follow my role models and say don't don't do anything and and don't do a poll at Howard Stern, don't pull Andy Cohen, don't pull Wendy Williams, because I want to respect these cast members because I want to have them on my platform. I don't want to be blacklisted.
0: <laughs> well, we could talk. Well, something we can talk about here is, um, I want to say it was either last Monday or last Tuesday, the announcement officially came that season 39 would be airing on October 25th, and it is titled The Challenge, A Battle for a New Champion. And Correct. if you paid close attention, you'll notice that the cast members are all people who have yet to win a challenge, and I see a lot of people, you know, some are rather confused by a lot of the faces because, you know, this is a, this is a season unlike your traditional season. And those that want to point to seasons such as Invasion of the Champions, I, my counterpoint to that is the Invasion of the Champions underdogs who hadn't won, those were all people that came from real world or are the one? So those people you can't even use that argument with. This cast is entirely comprised of people that are either from CBS or are people that are on the newer end of the side of Spectrum who are just, you know done brief appearances on the past couple Mm -hmm. of flagship shows so you know it's going to be interesting to see how that reception goes down once the show actually premieres Mm -hmm. but um you know what's what's your overall thoughts on the direction of this season
1: well i gotta say um i'm i gotta say i'm happy for some of the people but like when i looked at the cast i'm like I can see why they picked you. Got, I picked why they picked Jay. I got to give a shout out to Jay Starex. He's been on my podcast twice. I'm so happy that we got both Melissa back after, especially after Total Madness. She, Melissa was the first, one of the first people to ever make a final while being pregnant. And, yeah. and I'm so happy that she's back. I'm so happy that Big T is coming back after Spies Lies and Allies. And that she after conquering Cale School, she's decided to come back, which is great. Asaf, who's took it out by Jay, but however, Asaf has been on so many shows, it's been incredible to see what he brings. So I really hope he goes far. And Ed and Kyland, and not to mention the powerful duo of Horacio and Olivia, who really became stars after Spot Rider dies. So the, and then of course Michelle, who's been doing left, right, and center.
0: It's yeah. the
1: and It's become a very dominant force for CBS. Those are the only people that excited
0: me. Yeah, I think that um, when looking at this cast, there's a there's a lot of unknowns, but there are certain people that you could point to and be like, "Oh, this person has potential to be the next so and so," or just possibly carry the show into the. Uh, next generation or next decade of um cuz you know you've got your obviously your fan favorites and recognizable figures but those people aren't going to be around forever so this is the season i think where you have to really see where where your investment lies because you're going to have to you know put some if you're production here you're going to have to put some stock into some of these newer newer cast members and see what you know they bring to the table and so i think this is going to be really telling um with how this season goes down because whoever has either a strong showing from a competitive perspective or just, you know, even little things such as social commentary, you know, you're going to need, who's going to be that narrating person. You're so used to seeing like a Johnny bananas, a Wes, even a Tory, like being able to narrate a season in the, you know, confessionals and tell the audience what's happening at a given moment. We're going to have to see now who that person's going to be to step up. So It's certainly something fresh, and, um, you know, we're going to have to see how this all plays out. And one thing that did kind of catch people's attention was the announcement of some of the legends taking part. Now, these legends aren't going to be official cast members on the season, but they are going to be playing some type of role, presumably as mercenaries. I have my own sort of theories as to uh, why the mercenaries are a thing. But if you want to mm-hmm. take the floor first or I could, whatever works. You know.
1: I got to say, we got to go back because the thing is, I got to say who's missing. I rather had said oh, yeah, DM, BMP. I would have put Corey and Polly and Tiffany and Michaela on the same flight as Michelle and Amanda too. I would have put all those five on the same flights because the thing is having those five there would have really ignited i would have also added leroy to the cast because i think leroy would have been i know that he's retired but that would have been the perfect opportunity for a leroy and i know that some of your friends like uh, also i gotta say where was maybe a bailey too bailey dayton is what bailey dayton whalen's would have been wonderful i gotta say i've been enjoying tyler on the show on Challenge USA, that would have been a perfect opportunity. I think the MP missed the opportunity with a lot of CD, not bringing a lot of CBS people over.
0: Yeah. Do you have any dark horses as far as people that you think might be able to?
1: I think Jay, I'm going to say this. Jay, this is Jay's season to lose. I've i been so proud of him. He has been coming under the wire because of all of his con- I don't know, it's because of all the stuff about what Teresa and Michelle have done, but this is Jay's season to lose at this point. And I got to say, Horacio and Olivia are coming in hot, especially after what happened during their Ride or Dies" finale, which I think they're going to be trying to make sure that either one of them are in the finals. I gotta say, Melissa and Big T are definitely going to bring the energy, especially after Melissa coming back after all those years. And I think a soft making it to the end as well are, are just another dark horse for me. So I think those guys. But now to transfer over to the legends, I gotta say I am so I'm more impressed with the men than the women of the of the champions. the men, I gotta say, CT, Brad, Jordan, Durant. Those four are really great and really wonderful. The only done is Devin. I think if you would have had like a Hunter Barfield or a Frank Sweeney or a Rogan O'Connor or a, uh, or a, or a Turbo in that, sp- in Devin's spot, that would have been the perfect hundred percent. Now for the women, I'm going to put Casey in there. By the way, congratulations, Casey and Nani on your engagement. I'm so happy for both of you. Um, Carl and Laurel absolutely deserve their spot. But the oh, last yeah. two that I would pick, I'm sorry, but Tory is being way too overexposed, in my humble opinion. But, like, Rachel Robinson would have definitely intimidated the women. Yeah. And Jenny West. I know Jenny West is considered a peer. But she's a champion. And I think having Jenny being the last being in Castle's spot would have really sent uh, people over the edge. Because I think all the women were like, oh, no, 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 no. I am not facing off against Jenny.
0: Yeah, you really hit it on the head. Something interesting I heard you just say about overexposure, that is something that I've seen come into question the past couple of years because I think with the um, with the fans, something they've been kind of a little frustrated about is they feel like they're sort of just casting the same people over and over again, you know? Like there's sort of, back in the day, there was there wasn't a guarantee that you'd be on every show. You know, people weren't coming in with the expectation of, Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to be here next season anyway, so let me just, you know, phone it in this time around. It wasn't like that. Usually, uh, you know, back in the day, people would alternate seasons. Like, you would rarely ever see the same person, you know, on a season consecutively. So, you know, the same level of urgency might not be there as it once was within cast members. They might be taking it a little playing a little bit safe. Um,. But as far as the legends go, I have my theories as to why the legends are being brought in, and this isn't even really from like a game perspective as much as it is like an advertisement thing within, you know, the show. I think that production is trying to get more eyeballs on the show. That they, might, that they might have feared that they might have not been getting, had they not been bringing in these legend mercenaries, if they just rolled with the normal uh, group of cast that they have playing throughout the actual season. M- maybe you might have saw a dip in ratings, because I know a couple seasons ago, Spies, Lies, and Allies had an overwhelming amount of rookies, and that was actually the lowest ratings in the show's history. so
1: I think what happened was BNP... <laughs> really thought of War of the Worlds 1, and they said, okay, let's explode it, and now you know, activate all these international agents, but we're missing people who have been part of the story. Like, you need, with this season, I'm afraid, you need a Corey and a Pauly to be, or or even, he should have gone and done anything to get Joss in there, and I know that Joss said that, he, he said that he wasn't even called upon, but, like, I respect, like, I kind of wish that he was, because... You definitely have, if someone go nearly an hour and 15 minutes with Derek and Ziski, then you're deserved and nearly make it to the final and have the fan base say they should have won Final Reckoning, then that should have been a good passing choice. But I gotta say that it's all about what's been going on with like not either A, they're not having good relations. They're either burning bridges with cast members because of controversy or because they don't want to do it anymore or C, they
0: don't, they've lost interest. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that this cast is certainly capable of pulling their weight. I'm going to be interested to see how the fans respond to it because I'm going to try to go into this with as open a mind as possible because um, admittedly, I've kind of been tuned out the past couple seasons. I think I probably... I probably... Tuned out and became more of a casual fan for the main for the main show. Probably midway through Double Agents is probably when, because I be honest with you, I didn't watch all of Spies, Lies, and Allies, and I maybe watched a couple episodes of Ride or Die. So, you know, I, I I know what's been happening from more of like a casual eye. I'm gonna try to maybe go into this with like more of an open mind and see what happens. But I'm interested to see how this gets received because, you know, if the ratings aren't as great, then I think that it's going to force you know BMP into some hard choices for season forty.
1: And we got to talk about season forty because we got to give a shout out to Gamer Bev, probably the greatest spoiler account of all reality television, <laughs> <laughs> and because they tweet they tweeted that availability call, availability calls have been sent out to winners finalists and people who and fan favorites. So I'm really hoping that they get the right people involved because and listen to what fans want because the thing is, there have been I was so happy to see Car Maria's photo and Brad's photo too because we haven't seen Car Maria since War of the Worlds 2 and we haven't seen Brad on a main challenge on the main franchise show since Final Reckoning.
0: Those were exciting announcements. Probably the most two most exciting announcements, because Kara, I mean, I'm going to lay it now on the table here. Anybody could have their own opinions they're entitled to. For all intents and purposes, she was she was the female face of the show for probably the better half of a decade from, I'd say, from probably about 2010 to 2020. And one could even still make the argument that she is. Um... And you saw with the fan reception once they revealed that she was on it. It speaks for itself. Fans were over the moon to see her back. She's undoubtedly she's undoubtedly a big attraction. I'll say that. She is a big main attraction for the show. And her episode, I have no doubts, will um, bring in a lot of eyeballs. And as for Brad, he's one of my favorites, if not the f- the favorite of mine. Um, and anybody that's paid close attention, obviously you would know that Brad played a very instrumental role in me even starting a podcast to begin with. And I told him that when I interviewed him. Um, so he, he being back on the main show, I hope that this is not just a one-off and I hope that this is possibly a stepping stone onto a uh, future season because those two names are two names that I would very, very much so hope. So, would be on season forty, and if you ask me, I think season forty might have to be an all winners season.
1: I gotta say this because I gotta bring in some people in that uh, season forty needs very much. Because I gotta say we need finalists as well. I know there's all winners, but however, the thing is, I don't see what happened. Like I don't see it with a wheel. I don't see happy pop Holly or someone like a Joss or someone like a. Them, or even something like an Amanda who are fan favorites, or even Marie, congratulations by the way, mm-hmm. from, because these are people like saying, Where are they? and even Sylvia or somebody like that that played a big role. Because I would also have to add, fans who move heaven and earth to get for her, no matter what, no matter where, because Coral has actually been a big name, a strong name to bring back. And also, I gotta say. John, our dear friend, John Brennan, who yeah. I got to say, or we got to say, bring on, he wants to come back. And I think 40 would be the perfect. And I think it'd be fun to have him, Beth, and Julie together as a trio to cause some to see how well they can do against Pauline and Cara and Turbo and Leroy and Hannah. With that, that, that's a power play. And actually, too, those six will be a very strong team. And let's not forget that Amanda, that Cara, that Amanda, won Kara over after years.
0: Yeah, I would love to see that dynamic on another season. Amanda and Kara to see how that would play out. Now that seemingly they both have uh, mutual mutual enemies here. <laughs> one, oh one yeah, three- I gotta
1: yeah. say, it would be fun to see that. And then I gotta say, this 40 needs to be a reflection of the franchise. If it is, going, they're going to move to CBS for season three or season four of Challenge USA. And the forty is the final on MTV. They need to reflect the entire in this entire from Mark and John and Beth and Julie and Cyrus to Derek to CT and Brad Cara Maria and Laurel to and Veronica to Wes Bananas you Joanna Joanna these people Rachel and even um Corey Wharton or Pauly Tony time. Veronica. Pam, Dave Vaughn, Veronica. Those people have played a part of that. And going moving to this era with Jay, with Turbo, with Michelle, yeah. and Natalie, and, and Ninja Natalie. All of those people, oh my, sorry, my mic just dropped. <laughs> so so all like I gotta say, and Marie, all those people have played a role in, oh, in world too. All those people played the role in the history of the show. And a lot of people that I've seen that I could see from the documentary to the champs that are being called on upon to whoever to all to all the all source cast those people that we saw for all those things and for USA too as well those are clues I think of who's going to be playing for the big game.
0: You said it. I mean, actually, now that you brought that up, I'm glad you did because I I didn't even think about that. I would say it's very likely that season 40 is probably going to be the last season on MTV. I'd say that's a very strong possibility and likelihood, even. Um, I would say if that's the case, it has to be a love, almost in a way, a love letter to fans, to the fans of the show, and a callback to what the show originated with all the names, the big names, the important names that help get the show off the ground over the years, it has to be something worth fitting for the final installment of a traditional MTV-type season. So, and,
1: and here's the thing, you can have the historic moments. For example, you could reference the time that Abram and Veronica... In a hot tub with Coral calling, with Coral calling them out, you could have the moment. You could have moments such as Car Maria hitting that final buzzer in Vendettas mm-hmm. and said that she was the first show female champion. You could have moments where, like for example, Turbo crossing the finish line with seven hundred, earning seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. You could have the shocking moments too, like when Jay beats CT in Total Madness. Yeah. Or callbacks to that. Or even, God forbid, the worst moments like Wes and CT going at it. Yeah. Or even the most part of them is like CT like, and DM's first kiss.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think about because I know like season 39 is kind of one that's got a lot of people conflicted on the cast. What do you think about a possible idea of doing almost like a launch special where you introduce the cast me- the cast members to people sort of something that could air before the premiere to introduce the cast members a little bit more to the audience and give them a little bit more information about those people because I feel like you might build some more invo- emotional and in- investment out of the fan base to want to want to watch them and root for them absolutely After they have to MTV and D&D have to have a launch special
1: at this point because I Hearing seeing all the comments on social media from Gamer and all all, of Gamer, all of Gamers followers, and seeing all that same king name five people outside the game, inside past, you have to. They would be they would be not smart enough to do that because I would love like we all know about Jay, we all know about Melissa and Big T and their legacies. But I don't but like I am love to learn more about Burna and why Callum was chosen and why Zara's there to get me interested in them.
0: Yeah, that was a big mistake they made with spies, lies, and allies. They brought in the most rookies they've ever done on a season without any information about them, and it kind of backfired with how the re- the season was received by the audience. And I feel like they shouldn't make that same mistake again.
1: Absolutely, because the thing is, have so you have people like Devin Samo, you have Dave Vaughn, even have and Mike and Mike the Miz, and Mark. All who are ready to intro, to be in, who are qualified to interview these people, and say, "What can you do? What are you bringing to the show? Who are which of the legends are you scared the most about going to elimination? Why are you here? What were the lessons that you learned on your show, original show, that brought you here? Are you Are you afraid that your past, your past version, your past mistakes from your previous show will come back, come back and bite you because of your reputation?"
0: Right. There was so much depth to the characters back in the day and it made rooting for them so much fun. And I think that another element too is just like the fun aspect because watching these cast members have so much fun it just kind of felt like it wasn't so tense all the time and so serious, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'm like I could I could turn into somebody and watch the news for
1: seriousness. I can watch the view and see people get in fights, verbal matches because of seriousness. I came to the challenge to get to know these people and see them compete. They cannot be all, this show is not American Ninja, they're trying to raise a stake and make it, try to compete with American Ninja Warrior. But however, it's the challenge. Honor, yes, you started Survivor. Yes, you started Big Brother. But the thing is challenge you are however, a challenge is the original name to own that. They need to bring back the social aspects of it. And not the game talk. And, and also, yes, I know it's messy. I know that social media will cancel people left, right, and center. The the dynamics, the things that I remember the most are, unfortunately, the fights. Like I mentioned, Bailey going after Casey at Total Mass was insane. Paulie and Theo's kiss off at War of the Worlds 2 or 1 was insane. Those were probably the most... The most insane moments, but because they were the most talked about moments. And he should not be afraid of showcasing those moments.
0: Right. Long before it was serious, it was character driven. And that's why it made it stand out. You know, you, they shouldn't have gotten away from their, uh, you know, laurels so much because, you know, that's what made the show what it was to begin with. So.
1: And the thing is, the character development, look at Cara Maria, because I remember the doc seeing her and, like, seeing how almost the entire house was against her and making fun of her. But at the same time, she transformed all that pain and became one of the most dominant figures in the show has ever seen.
0: One of the, she had one of the best character arcs, if not the best. Probably her and CT or... Prime my top two.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah, CT especially because I was so when I remember talking with you back in 2021 when I talked about Dave when we talked about Davis. And yes, I'm still mallory you know the punch he received. But like I forget it took me a while to forgive CT. And I it just it took me a while to forgive Watts forgive Wes for pouring soda over car.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else uh <clears throat> that you would like to add, Jacob?
1: Um, with the challenge, i got to say that this is going to be a very interesting ride. I really hope MIRM BMP balances the ship and drives of way forward, because it needs to cement its legacy. 39 needs to really be ready, and season 4 of all sorts needs to be ready. Because those two seasons, along with season 4, will determine the fate of the franchise.
0: Yeah, this is <laughs> probably... <coughs> I'm so sorry. It's fine. Uh, this one, I'd probably argue, would be one of the more important periods right now where it's going to be very telling because between this and All-Stars 4, you're going to get a very clear picture of um, what direction in which the show is about to go. I think that if 39 delivers in a big way, you may see MTV pick up the show for another couple years, but if, if it, you know, kind of maybe doesn't, then we could be seeing it go to CBS in the near future. But that's that's all I have for today. Um Jacob, if there's anything else that you'd like to say, uh feel free to
1: oh I gotta say this guys. Check out the Jake's secret Jacob L podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Spreaker. Jake's secret Jacob A J-A-C-O-B-E-L-Y-A-C-H-A-R. Are you on social media? Because I am on social media too. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Jacob Alishaw, J-A-C-O-B-E-L-Y-A-C-H-A-R.
0: Well done. And, Jacob, this was a ton of fun having you on here. Um, You know, I'm glad that we got to discuss some burning topics within, you know, the community. And we're going to be following closely what ends up coming to be in the coming months but um thanks again for hopping on here it was a pleasure
1: you are so welcome mike i am so proud of your journey and what you've done with your platform
0: i cannot wait to see what you do next thank you jacob and thank you all who have tuned in today and i'll see you on the next episode thanks bye Bye bye-bye